our sixth session now on Ephesians 4, 17 to 24, um, I want to focus on put off your old person, put on the new person. Let's read it in context here, starting maybe right here. You did not thus learn Christ. In other words, all these ugly things that mark the hardened, uh, unrepentant, fallen person, which all of us were until Christ made us alive, you did not so learn Christ. If indeed you heard him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, and here's what you were taught in or by him. You were taught to put off your old person. What does that mean? According to your former manner of life, which is corrupt through desires of deceit, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then this counterpart here, we'll ask next time about the renewal here, as well as other things that are important in this context. Here's the counterpart to put off. And to put on the new person, created according to God in righteousness and holiness. So, Lord, I think understanding how this actually works in the Christian life is one of the most important things that Paul has to teach us about living as Christians. And therefore, we need your help here, not only to grasp at the verbal, logical, grammatical level what's being spoken here, but really, what does this, what's this experience like? Show us so that we can do it this afternoon, or tonight, or this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to say two things about this, or ask two questions. Why does Paul use the language of put off and put on? In other words, he uses the language of, of clothing. And at one level, that seems to be superficial. Like, oh, you want to create people who put nice clothes on and thus cover up their real corruption. <laughs> and we know that's a crazy thought because it's, the, it's a person that you're putting on. It's a self. It's a new man. Anthropos in Greek. It doesn't say put off your shirt and cover your your corrupt person with a nice clean shirt. It says put on a new being, a new human being. That's crazy profound. This is this is a miles and miles, light years away from hypocrisy. Like let's all cover up what we really are. <laughs> no, no, no. This is put off a person who you are and put on a new who you are. That's as profound as it gets ethically. Now, the question is, why, if he's talking about something that profound, namely a new kind of being, a new self, a new person, a new man, a new woman, why does he use the talk of clothing? 
And here's my suggestion. Since he makes crystal clear with the word person here that he's talking about something profound, this enables him to talk about something else, namely, you're putting on a new person is visible. It's your new public identity. Think uniform. All right? So, you see a woman dressed a certain way in a hospital, and you might say, nurse. You see um, a policeman. You see the uniform. You know, policeman. You see a person with a, on a, on a ball field with a purple jersey and a green jersey, and you know Vikings and Packers. Some of you don't even know what that, that is, but teams. Um, or most per- maybe most relevant is uniforms in armies. Like when there's a war going on and you don't want to be shot by your own people, make sure you wear the right uniform. So my point is that the, the clothing idea here is, is public identity. Get your identity fixed and public. You are a new person. Put it on. So that's, that's my answer to the question, why would he use put on, put off language when he's talking about something so profound as getting a new being? Now, here's the next thing we need to observe. Why didn't he say, create for yourself a new person, or get for yourself a new person, or become a new person? which he might have said. And the reason is because of the profound reality that God has made the new person already. So here we are back in Ephesians 2, God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us when we were dead, made us alive. That's the creation of a new human being. There was a dead person, now there's a live person. Here it is just a few verses later. In chapter 2, verse 10, we are his workmanship created. We were created. We don't create ourselves. We don't make ourselves new. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which are part of the uniform which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, it might be good to just notice this in Romans 13, 14. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. So that's one of the places where I got the idea of uniform and identity. We are now created in Christ Jesus. We are being conformed to Christ Jesus. So when you put on your new uniform, you are displaying Christ by the uniform that you're putting on because now your new life in Christ is. Christ. Let's just notice a few other places where this God-worked newness of personhood is shown. We know that our old self, our old person, our old identity was crucified with him in order that we, that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we could no longer be enslaved to sin. And if you go earlier, we have been raised from the dead and walk in newness of life. So our old self died when we were united to Christ at our conversion 
His death became our death. It is again in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I'm dead. It is no longer I who live. So my old identity is gone. It's dead, decisively crucified. But Christ Jesus lives in me. That's why you should put on Christ. That is, your uniform is now so manifestly a new identity, people know it's Christ. This man lives for Christ. He's identified with Christ. That's his reality. That's his identity. And the life I now live, yes, I do live. There is a new me. I was killed, but now I'm alive. There's a new me. And namely, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. That's the new you. You are a person of faith in the Son of God. Here it is again a few verses later in Galatians. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That is a done deal. When you were converted, you were united by the Holy Spirit to Jesus Christ. His death counts as yours. You are dead. He is alive in you. Why is the language then of put off and put on this person who already exists? This old person died, was crucified, when Christ created a new self. Why is the put off and put on so relevant to get our ethics right? Close with this. So here we are now at 1 Corinthians 5, 7, and one of the most important statements in the New Testament regarding how to, as a Christian, pursue intentionally by your own will, with the empowering of the Holy Spirit, a new way of life. Cleanse out the old leaven, the old leaven of sin, that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. Wow. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. And he, we died with him in that sacrifice. He died for us. And we are, we are without sin. In Christ, we are without sin. We are justified. We are accepted. We are loved. We are counted righteous. Sin is not who we are in Christ. So, how do you go about living a new life in Christ? You don't do it to become unleavened. You are unleavened at the root of your being in Christ. That's where you start as a Christian. And then you cleanse out the old leaven. That is, you can see sins in your life, and you say, that is not my true self. My true self, my new self, is unleavened. I am unleavened in Christ. My old leaven self died, and the leaven that I see in my life and want to get rid of is so out of sync and foreign to my new unleavened reality that I'm now going to kill it by the power of the Spirit. That's what put off and put on is saying. That's why it's so important. We don't bring into being our new person. Christ is, has created the new person. And we now put it on by faith and walk in reality. We bring our behavior into conformity to our true being in Christ. Lots more to say about these verses, but that's the essence.